Sweet 14 podcast and folks, this is the last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the last week we won't have baseball until the end of October. You are hearing that correctly. We have baseball this week, long weekend. How are we feeling, Avery? How was your weekend? Good. Didn't get out to too much. Uh, it was in the city Saturday night. We went out for, went out for a nice dinner or we went out for dinner to this place where they served like corn dogs and grilled cheese and stuff. Yeah. It rocked. It was the best dinner I've had in a while. <laughs> and it was just like That's ste- insane. steak and fries. It costs an arm and a leg, but it was awesome. Yeah, that sounds absolutely insane. And if you're watching this on the YouTube, whoa, Johnny looks good. Johnny looks good. Yeah, I got a little claw mic. Uh, I don't know what this is called, actually. Uh, a mic stand. Uh, I look real professional now. I feel great. Don't have to walk, don't have to carry the mic in my hand, but what a weekend I had. I mean, the haters said I couldn't do a three-day bender with Alto, all those boys, um, and, and the girls, and we did it. We fired off a three-day weekend. Haters are sick. Uh, you, you sound but, like shit. No, I don't sound like I don't I don't that you're you're now you're taking crazy balls. I don't sound like shit. I am just like I have like uh runny may, some may argue, some may make the case I have a runny nose, but I sound I I feel perfectly fine. Like uh friday so i record the daniel vogelback which we will go into and our buddies mike and obviously mikey they say jump i say how high they say we're going out johnny we need you out i end the youtube live drive all the way down to toronto so i do that uh go to isabel's and i was just cranking drinks like cranking drinks try to catch up with them and uh yeah pulled trig about three four times in the bathroom looked in the mirror uh uh I just like, like, you need to sober up now, buddy. That like, is- and honestly, I will say this. Like, I wasn't really that fucked up, but just pulling trig makes you feel incredible. I'm like a pulling trig activist. Does that make sense? I love I think it. I'm 1A for throwing up while you drink. Like, that's just, you're going to, at some point, if you drink too much, you're going to throw up. I don't want to do it when I go back, and I don't want to do it in the morning. So you just do it while you're drinking. Get it out of the way. People forget I did that when Musgrove came over uh, to Alto. So uh, we did that. And then I got some great stories from yesterday. Uh, yesterday, we go to Paris, Texas, obviously, for the Apre ski uh, event. I want to give a shout out to my boy, Tyler Randa, who convinced me to go to Patagonia to get that shirt. Uh, <laughs> I'll say it. I'm not one to put my tires. I looked fucking incredible. Uh, this outfit, the sunglasses. And I will tell you some funny stories from this. Um, so we just took over a booth. So we're just sitting in that booth that we had for your birthday party. And uh, I will say this. There's one girl that got away that I have to talk about. Not to pump my tires. I was obviously pretty, like, pretty mangled. And uh, this one girl, like this, I wish I was joking about this because it's going gonna, it's gonna to haunt my dreams for the end of time. This rocket ship comes up to our booth, points to me, and grabs my hand. And she's like, do you have a girlfriend? I said no and just immediately snapped my neck away, like ignoring the rest of the conversation with her. And I'm on the table, and I'm Avery. I wish I was joking. This girl was a rocket ship. And I'm on the table's like, Johnny, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like she just walked away and I never saw her again. Uh she's the one that got away. Because you were you were just the drunkest person on earth. Well, I don't know. Like I, I tried to like I, you had to you had to have been, like for sure. Well, it was either that or I tried to go beauty mode. Uh, and just pretend like I didn't care about it. And obviously that might work even more because maybe she's saying like, wow, that guy was kind of a dick. I kind of like him. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, when she said that, um, when she asked me, like she went out of her way, like she ditched her friend group, walked up to me, was like, are you like, do you have a girlfriend? 
and I just know and then snap my neck away. The one that got away. But you, uh, other... you were wearing sunglasses inside, weren't you? Yeah. How'd that go this time? Because last time that was a disaster. Felt great. Looked great. I mean, there's some great pictures that got out of this thing. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, I know the listener is listening out there, and again, I won't say his name. His sister is the bartender uh, there. She, I believe, <laughs> listen. I, Wait, this is the one the... that you said you wanted to go on a date with, right? No, it's the one that I said I love. No, it's not. Yeah. It's more okay. than dating. Sorry, that's different. Just, that's it's different. more than that's just different. a dating type of thing. I, I love her. Uh, so she, <laughs> she came up to me. Again, at the booth. And like I said, I don't know if this is actually her. So if it is, can can we get a confirmation DM maybe? I would be ashamed if she DM'd me anyways. Uh, but anyways, I'm sitting at the booth and this girl taps on my shoulder. Like this is, I was buzzing yesterday. Taps on my shoulder and looks at me. She's like, I listened to the podcast. I didn't know you were some sort of like uh, hot shot. I don't know what she called. She called me something. And then I, I just, I don't know what I said to her. I literally, like I said, I don't remember. I could have said anything to this girl. I think I might have said I love you too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I said to her, but we were snapping it around. And again, she's the one that got away as well. So I do love that one. Like I, I would love to marry a Paris, Texas uh, bartender. I'm not saying I wouldn't say no to that. Uh, she is the one that got away. Actually, I do remember what I said to her. I said, "Are you drinking?" Because I don't know if she was working. She's like, "Yeah, I just had a tequila shot." So I took that in my mind as, "Oh, she doesn't want me to buy. She doesn't want me to buy her a drink." So I just kind of ended the conversation and turned around, but. Ugh. I do love her, and I'd love for uh, my brother-in-law to be a Gate 14 listener. That would rock. Uh, I just yeah. want to make that very clear. But yeah. what a You'll weekend! Know everything yeah. about you—that's that's an all-time weekend. Oh, it was just—it was stay hot, Johnny. Yesterday, the, the boy. It was. You were just, talking because uh, I sent the group chat a text. Day drinking is so much better than going out and staying up till four a.m. It's not even like it's not even close how much better it is. Like for example, uh Going to like so preying before a Jays game on a Saturday, like starting at like twelve or one o'clock with the boys, like you go on a patio, start just cranking beers, go to a Jays game, keep it going there, you're just like whatever, chilling at the bar in your seat or whatever, like that on a Saturday. It's the greatest fucking thing on the planet. And I would take that over over like going out to a bar or a club on a night ten times out of ten. It's not even close. It's literally it's like not even on the same stratosphere as that. They're they're quite literally playing different sports. I agree with. Yeah, that. it is. Day drinking's the best, and it's just like doing it yesterday. I kept saying, "How, to everyone, how long like, were you guys yeah. outside for?" I, I, not even an hour. Like we just immediately went to the booth right after. It was cold as fuck outside yesterday. Yeah, but I just kept saying this to like Emma, Natalie, Liv, like Alto, Jonah, like Mike. I said this to everyone. I just kept saying, "Man, this feels like summer. This this is this is our <laughs> this is our warm up for summer." And I was fucking freezing out there. Like, they had <laughs> heaters, but we weren't even just remotely near the heaters. And then I go to the bar, and I go to buy a drink. I bought five drinks. I look at the, like, the, the she hands me the machine, $105. It's like, God damn. But the funniest story, again, we won't talk, we'll go into the Jays talk soon here. But the funniest story was our good friend Curtis Widener, uh, who went to the bar to buy two drinks the guy hands him the drinks. He just walks away to the booth, and all you see is like one of the bartenders from Paris, Texas, following him uh, with the with the machine. It was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. We like that was, and then uh, luckily our friend Natalie took a picture of it. But uh, it was just the funniest thing I have ever seen, which is Curtis having to pay while he's seated at a booth while the bartender is following him uh, to the booth. It was all time day drinking forever. I'll make I'll make that very clear. Day drinking forever. Um. Yeah, it seemed like a fun event, man. All the all the fits you guys you guys put that shit on yesterday. Yeah, shout out Patagucci. I'm a Patagucci <laughs> guy. I'm a uh, Patagucci. Did, did Randa have a better? Uh, did he have a better outing? He didn't come. Oh, really? 
Yeah, he didn't come. But uh, a- anyways, let's go. Let's go to some J stuff, boys. Let's go to some J stuff. Uh, that was a little tidbit, and that ha- just so the l- new listeners know here, that happens a lot. Like on Sunday night podcast, we like to snap it around a little bit about the weekend. Deal with it. That's what we do. We're not. You want to listen to strictly Blue Jay stuff? Go listen to fucking out the letters, okay? Um, but anyways, Daniel Vogelbach, Danny fucking Burger, Danny Burgers, the goat. I couldn't love this signing anymore, Avery. And let me tell you something. I, I I don't get why people are mad about it because, one, he seems like the greatest fucking locker room dude ever. And, two, there's no risk. If he's dog shit in spring training, snip his ass. He's done. You don't, like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's awesome. I can't wait to watch him in spring training. Danny Berger sitting in the fucking three-hole in spring training. Yeah, there's no risk only potential reward when you when you do when you sign these guys to minor league deals right if yeah. it doesn't work out they're just gone they're not on the team and they make it out of camp uh so i i hate the spot that we're kind of in right now because like you and i yeah because i don't think they've made stupid moves at all after they knew they couldn't get soto and they knew they couldn't get otani no one in baseball are signing those guys that everyone wants to sign. Okay, Solaire went. There's one. But Chapman and Bellinger, the two that people still seem to want, no one wants to give those guys the money they're be- they're asking for. I don't well, know. Scott Boris is a cuck. He's I think being, that's what's happening. I really like the way the major league teams have just gone back on Scott Boris and what he does. Because he was taking over the way baseball uh, free agency worked and how his clients got paid and now everyone's like hey scott we're not gonna we're not gonna do a deal with the devil here there's the uh cubs guy who came out and said that boris just goes to the owner instead of talking to the gm to get some of these things done it's so, like, I, yeah uh, it's it's weird Avery. i think i like the way they've kind of taken it back on him like good man you you can try and reinvent the way your players get paid but at some point people are gonna have enough of it and it's kind of where they're at and the Boris guys are the ones who haven't signed. What are we going to do? Wait for them to be into April to start playing games to sign these guys? No. You think Matt Chapman without a spring training is going to be a good hitter? Oh, yeah. The- surely he'll he'll <laughs> surely he'll be a good hitter if he has no spring. Yeah, yeah surely in Matt the first Chapman month he comes him. back. You think Bellinger, who had one good year after three shit ones in a row, <laughs> is going to be good after he doesn't have a spring training? How, how are these guys not pushing back on Boris saying, I hey, think man. they are, though, Avery. You think so? Yeah, I think they are. I think we're going to see a deal here that's not player-friendly type of deal, like a Scott Boris deal. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know, like a weird Scott Boris deal, though. I think Scott Boris is banking on teams getting desperate. But if you look around the league, like the teams that you think would be desperate, for example, like, I don't know, there's some teams that need a third baseman. You'd think they dropped a bag for Matt Chapman, but Scott Boris is being so delusional in terms of Matt Chapman is not worth what Matt, what Scott Boris thinks he's worth. The guy hit below, what was it, below 200 the last three months of the season. Wasn't as good defensively as he was his entire career the last two seasons, I believe, right, Avery? Yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't know, man. Matt Chapman on spring training is going to be comical, and I hope it's not with the Blue Jays, hopefully, because that would be funny to watch him just in April get, like, his first at-bats after playing, like, four games in double-A AA and triple-A just to get his feet under him, and then he's just dog shit. It's funny. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. So kind of... I got onto a point and went off of it there. The the point that we're at, and you get it way worse than I do. You way more followers on Twitter of saying you're a Ross apologist. Can, can we? You can touch on it as well, but where I'm at with it is 
I want to say this every single week until you just can't get it into some people's heads when well, you have a thought. But it's they haven't played a single fucking baseball game yet this year. <laughs> like not one. Not not a single game has been played yet. And I saw someone on an Instagram store say the Toronto Blue Jays have no superstars. It's like, what, what are you talking about? I mean, I was about? like, what? The, the fan base seems to be kind of delusional in that part. Vladdy, superstar. Kevin Gosman's a superstar. Kevin might Gosman's be... the, be- well, the best pitcher not named Garrett Cole in the American And League. it might be for marketing reasons you don't think that, but Kevin Gosman's a superstar pitcher. Boba Shett is a superstar player as well. Those guys figure things. Sorry, Bichette, Gosman had things figured out. Vladdy figures things out again. They're talking about Vladdy being the best hitter on the planet. And he only lost to Shohei Otani. He could have easily won MVP any other year if Shohei Otani doesn't. Easily. Again, it's ifs, ands, or buts, whatever. But Vladimir Guerrero was one of the best hitters we'd seen of all time at that point. Just the numbers he put up in Toronto were sick that year. Again, Judge goes and does it 10 times better than that the other years. But still, Vladimir Guerrero is a superstar. He bounces back this team. That is the player they're trying to acquire is him being really good again. They have yeah. that. I don't think this team needs major, major upgrades yeah. to still be a good baseball team. The D-backs won like 71 games, it felt like, and made it to the World Series. It's like there's so many ways to win baseball games and be good at baseball. Just because you're not signing the free agents that you want to sign doesn't mean this team can't win. We haven't played a game yet. Like, I'm, yeah, and, and I'm, fine. Make a- I'm fine for you to dunk on us if we're in July and the yes. team's lost all the games. Then it's like okay, the team was stuff like the team was built poorly. That's just n- not even close to where we're at yet. This is my thing, Avery. This is my thing, okay? Because I feel like there's a lot. We're growing rapidly. We everyone knows that. We've said that very clear. We have a lot of new followers, right? We have a lot of new people that are they they expect us to be these fake people that get mad in the off spring, off season. We have never been getting mad in off season, guys, ever in the history of the show, Avery. Have we? No. No. If the team is bad in July, will we be be chirping and getting mad at Ross Atkins? A million fucking percent. But us getting mad about moves, a minor league deals, getting mad about like signing Eduardo Escobar, signing Dana Vogelback, that's not what gate 14 is. Gate 14 is we, we have emotion, obviously. We deal with these emotions once they're actually playing the fucking baseball games, dude. <laughs> like, that's when we deal with it. I can't fake it. I can't pretend be mad at Ross Atkins or Mark Shapiro for like moves that are nothing burgers of moves where you could just cut a guy and has no effect on the team and a minor league signing. And I know a lot of people are talking about, Oh, we fumbled this off season because of the Otani and Soto. You can't force a guy to want to play here. Otani, the Jays were willing to give the dude $700 million to play for the Toronto blue Jays. For the people to say this front office is so unserious. You're just delusional. You're delusional. He didn't want to play here. He wanted to play in LA. Fine. The Soto deal, sure. I guess you can be a little mad about that. The Jays didn't offer enough. Fine. Do the Jays have the same amount of prospects as the Yankees in terms of like how good their prospectism is? No. Could the Jays have count match that? I'm not sure. But to just say, like, you and I are just now, we've gotten too big. We're Roger Shills. We're we're like standing up in the front office. We have never, we have always come at Ross Atkins when he's done stupid shit, if he's done stupid shit, if this team's underperforming. The offense last year, the lack of moves of the trade deadline, Avery. We were mad about that, right? We were mad about the trade deadline. 
Like, we're not going to fake stuff just to get clicks from people that we don't want listening to this show, the people that are just always negative fucks online. I, I, I can't deal with it. And personally, I am not that mad about this offseason because at the end of the day, like you mentioned, if Vladdy puts up four wins, the dude put up one last year. Let's make that clear. You're you're banking on every team is banking on their good guys to be good, no matter what moves they make. If the Dodgers get Otani and Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts are bums, it means nothing. It means nothing to the Dodgers if they get like it won't help them at all. You need like we saw Otani and Freeman in the playoffs last year, Avery. Right? They went 0 for combined 0 for twenty seven or whatever it was yeah. against the Diamondbacks. Not Otani, but you knew who you're talking about. Or sorry, so uh, Freeman and Betts. Sorry, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. At the end of the day, you, you're banking on your guys to be guys to win a World Series. Can I? Like, and then one thing is, Cody Bellinger put up. People thought Cody Bellinger was no longer good at baseball, and there was a, there was a good chance that Cody Bellinger was going to be bad for the rest of his career. And then he puts up yeah. the season he just did. Why can't the Toronto Blue Jays players do that as well? It's. I it's think kind of where we come from too is, we played. We didn't play professional baseball. We played college baseball. Quite literally, doesn't matter until you play the first game. It's like you un. I think we understand that. And again, if the team is bad through three months, and you don't, and you have like tangible things you need to change about the team, and then you go don't go do it. I'll be way more mad at Ross over that for not addressing the things in season when you see them happening in real time. Then, hey, this guy had a full off season. He got healthy. Let's see if he can bounce back. And give our guys a chance for a team that was a top World Series contender last year. Not much has changed except they played shitty last year. It is a perfect buy low post hype opportunity. That's the thing in the fantasy baseball world is you love a prospect or you love a player one season. The post hype breakout. They have one bad season when you thought they were going to be good. And then the things that you thought about the team or the player just happen. It's a year later. What is there to say that it can't happen for this team man yeah, so I'm and not, the thing is I'm not re- like, I'm not ready to get angry I'm not even close to get ready to get angry at it and let's let's discuss this as well when has a team won the offseason and won the world series in the last 5 years the mets won the offseason last year they bring in verlander they bring in obviously they had scherzer like they bring in these guys I know that's a little bit different but baseball is the most random sport on the planet, the Jays were one right. Avery, they were the AL favorites to win the World Series last year, if I remember correctly. They were one of the AL favorites, if not top three. Yeah, they won eighty nine games. We don't know shit. Writers don't know shit. They just predict things based off of whatever, like based off of roster. This roster is still good. I'm not going to continue this Roger Shill bullshit. Whatever. It's just insane to me that we're already docking the season, like saying the season's done. In, in March, essentially. Which so is if, we, if we want to look at the moves, because this we don't have to worry about an owner who's giving up on the team as well. You see the Red Sox do that, and I can understand where their fans get angry because it seems like their team doesn't care, or their ownership group doesn't really care about the team anymore. We are in the exact, we offered a guy $700 million to play <laughs> this year. Sure, maybe there's a budget for, having Otani and getting other players because they didn't like the players on the market. Like I understand how it differs as well, but we're not dealing with an ownership group that doesn't want to spend on this team. Like to me, it's are crazy. To sell, people are trying to sell um, on 
Cody Bellinger, like you said, after one good year, what if he is just a pumpkin the rest of his like the 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 possibility of him being a pumpkin the rest of his of his career is not that low. Like it's a 50-50 kind of split. I looked at his advanced stats. I made a video on it. He pulled he he barreled 26 baseballs last year. 73% of them were home runs. Like that's that's not a sustainable clip, obviously. It's just I don't know, man. He had over a hundred hits and two strike counts. It's like from a Blue Jays perspective, where it's like they're very, I don't know if they're very analytical, but they are analytical, that's not something you're giving $200 million to. A player like Alex Bregman, right, next year, is a free agent next year, that's a guy I'd be more comfortable giving that to, or so, something along those lines, right? It's just, Bellinger has had two good seasons his entire career, I believe, right, Avery? And three of those seasons, which the ones in between, he was really bad. He was a bench player. Like, I don't know, man, it's just... Uh, I can't fake get mad about not signing Cody Bellinger. I can't fake get mad about not signing Jorge Soler. Um, I just want to see. How he, the he had some out. great seasons. Bellinger did, man. He obviously, did. MVP. Yeah, he did. But it's just I don't know. It's it's just uh, it's just, obviously we had to address it because people are. I, I know people are mad, and you have a right to be mad as a fan. That's why we started this okay, podcast. Let, let's just think. Would you rather Cody Bellinger seven years or throw whatever you can at Soto next year? Exactly. Like you throw the kitchen sink at a hitter that we have never like one of the best hitters ever 19 years old. This dude was hot. This dude was raking in the major leagues. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's just, I know, but the thing is Jays don't get a solo next year. It's going to be even worse on Twitter and stuff, but I get that. It's fun. Well, but one team gets these players out of everyone. Yeah. I don't... So there's going to be, there's going to be 29 mad teams no matter what, but yeah, I know obviously we, we went on a tangent there, but it had to be said. It's just, uh, I know people want to agree with us in the comment section. That's fine. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, just wait. Uh, just wait until the games are played. I, I, we will be. We will be. If this team is bad, if Vladdy is bad, if Kirk, if Varsho's bad, we will be on the front lines talking about how bad this team is. We are not going to spin zone positive shit when this team was bad. We were on the front lines when this team had that dog shit stretch. I believe in June, Avery. We were talking about how bad their offense was. Like, we just we're we're emotional guys. If you want to listen to like. I just I, I can't go off on tangents about how bad this team is anymore. Well, I can't. I think it. it's I the can't. emotion gets shown in the baseball games. It doesn't get shown when there's you really haven't done anything yet. Exactly, exactly. But anyways, let's go back to the Vogelback signing. One, unbelievably funny, and that's just that rocks uh, because it was just the most random. I honestly didn't even know he was a free agent. Did you? I had no idea Daniel Vogelback was a free agent. I I like I didn't see him on any boards. Obviously, no one like talked about him going to teams. Like there was no like so and so was interested in Daniel Vogelbach. It was just bang, signed to the Blue Jays out of fucking nowhere. I've yeah, I've got. You're right with that too. I I got nothing to say about Danny Burgers, but it is interesting to see when they brought him in what he does well because he's actually good at hitting right-handed pitching. It's not fake. It's not make-believe stats. The stats are legitimately telling you Daniel Vogelbach can hit right-handed pitching really well. Yeah. So if you need, it's kind of a um, safety blanket if Horwitz is no good. If yeah. they don't, if they don't see what they like in him, and Horwitz doesn't have like he's shown he's not really like a big power guy, right? Like you, like the Jays needed power guys. We have heard that he is an elite clubhouse guy. There's a reason he stays around for so long. You say Kikuchi, 
named gave his son the middle name Daniel because he likes Daniel Vogelback so much. So <laughs> it rocks. It's just yeah. it's it's unbelievable. It, it's so just it's like tough. okay, you have a bench bat. Daniel Vogelback isn't going to see a ton ton of playing time this year. He's not starting over fucking Vlad at first. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, he's <laughs> not. He's not going to play a position. I don't think yeah. he's done that in years. Um, but he's been really good against right-handed pitching. He had. He's a two forty career hitter against right-handed pitching with a weighted runs created plus of one twenty five. And he has an OPS of 814 and ISO of 212 against right-handed pitching in his career. He's also decent walk rate guy. Daniel Vogelbach is a serviceable major league player. Serviceable. Serviceable. Not a- He's not there to get you 600 plate appearances, <laughs> but for a bench bat, he can serve a purpose. And let's just talk about this from a content perspective. It's going to rock watching him play. It is. Ho- it's team. hilarious. It's all time. And honestly, I'm going to do whatever it takes to try to get him on the pod. I know it'll probably be hard. I don't know if he's a podcast guy. Um, but he is uh, – it's it's like – it's what I compare this to, and I saw a lot of people do this uh, on Twitter. The Escobar and Vogelback signings is like the Greg Bird and Dexter Fowler last year. Or I think that was two years ago, right? A couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, didn't have good springs. Cut. And I know F- Fowler obviously left the Jays. He didn't want to play here anymore because he wasn't going to get an opportunity in the big leagues. But it's kind of the same thing. If they're bad in spring training, we're going to do a, a tribute video of them getting hits in spring training. Well, thank you for your service, but whatever, right? I, I know it's a lot of people are talking about clogging up at bats for the young guys. I, I don't I don't think that essentially. I, I don't think they're uh, – if they get outplayed by the young guys, the young guys will make the team. And and, and you don't like, – and they're on the 40-man anyways, the young guys, right? So yeah. I, I don't know. No, I, I, I think you know, and I think you know well why they were brought in. Eduardo Escobar – plays third base. Um, I was reading a Fangraphs article about guys who played through injuries, and that was Eduardo Escobar last year. So his numbers dip a substantial amount, but he played through an injury. So a guy who crushes left-handed pitching as a switch hitter who can play third base as well. Again, these are just filling up holes for a team, um, and then they're not sexy pieces, and I think that's why some people will be frustrated but if they work, they work, man. Like, give it time. Let's see how it goes. And there is a chance that neither one of these guys make the team on opening day. So how you can be angry or how things can happen. Or... It's hard. It's hard, it's it's hard to do that. St- but yeah. Stupid. And then another thing about that I'm uh, kind of looking forward to, obviously, just in spring, is to just see how these guys perform, man. Like, Escobar in 2022, like, how how quickly we've forgotten. He was good in 2022, right? Like, I'm talking, like, 22 home runs uh, was a big part of that Mets team. If he's fully healthy, I just give the guy a shot. Why not? Let's see what he does. And that's what Ross Atkins did. And I, I, obviously, all the guys like Eduardo Escobar. Bassett talked about how much he loved him and how good of a locker room guy he was to us. So, yeah. So, that's like a whatever move, to be honest. So I, I And and if they play good, Ross Atkins looks like a, looks like a fucking genius. And if they play like shit, you snip him. That's it. It's so it's such a simple concept. It really is. Yeah. If they're good, they make the team. If they're bad, we don't have to worry about them at all. Vogelback home runs also rock because the bat doesn't really go around his entire body when he <laughs> swings. No, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> it's it's gonna be unbelievable. It's gonna be unbelievable. Just seeing him in that in those dog shit ass fanatics jerseys. Um 
are going to be is going to be just funny as shit. If you he's going to sweat through the new blue so quickly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And when you, when three guys get skinny like Kirk Manoa and Vladdy, you got to add a little chonkiness to this team. Every yeah. team needs a chonky guy. Nothing wrong with that. Other than that, camp stuff. Anything uh, kind of catch your eye? Uh, the Yariel uh, Rodriguez stuff is interesting to me. Um, and another way. thing is, it's just like he just he. I, I like the way he throws. I like his throwing motion. Kind of electric. And I I do like that quote of him coming out saying like I want to be a starter. But obviously he said I'll do whatever this team needs to win. He once said he wants to be a starter. But um, him essentially saying like he pretty much essentially said like I fucking hate hitters. Like he's like I like to fuck with them. I like to I like to get in their mind and kind of play around with them essentially it's awesome i just i love that mentality from that guy and another guy that's catching a lot of positive strays in spring training is our guy bowden francis man everyone is talking about him i think bassett said he wouldn't be surprised if bowden francis turned into like a one at some point that's that's an interesting quote i like that though yeah uh why rod his teeth they're fake <laughs> very very fake they're uh, very fa- he looks i i like getting on uh British TikTok and seeing oh, people they, who the Brit the British the British folks love veneers. Yeah, he, he kind of reminds me of of a guy from Britain who's going out with the uh designer stuff on too. I uh, but that quote is so sick that he hates hitters that much and he's an intense guy and he's not gonna apologize for being an intense guy. That rocks. This pitching staff special, man. Um I last year we got to see it full hand. Like they're the reason this team won 89 games. Um, this pitching staff's fucking special. Uh, but where were you at on this, Avery, with the two signings? So I said on the I said on the YouTube live I did that the signings of like Escobar and Vogelback could mean potentially a maybe a trade coming up here. Like, what do you think? Uh, it would it would be Espinal. I think would be the first one to go because I don't think they're trading Horwitz. Really, I think I think it is going to be Espinal who would be the one who's on the way out if they like some other ones, and like Ernie could take that over, or no one takes that spot. So I think it would it would mean an Espinal thing. But you're not what huge impact player are you going to get back for Espinal? Oh, none, obviously. None. Yeah, none. That's going to make that I doubt would make an impact on the team this year. How good did Ricky T look in that pen? I love watching those pen videos, man. I do. <laughs> like that live at body had against Jano. Um, obviously, I think he walked him after going up 0-2, which isn't really uh essential, but uh unbelievable. He just I love hard throwing lefties. It's like a kink of mine. I'm uh, I, it gets me it gets me going a little bit, but seeing uh Ricky just sling that motherfucker from the left side, scenes. Yeah, what they say he put on 20 pounds of muscle this offseason too. And he so wears the tight. He wears the tight, tight pants like a certain other left-hander who was pretty darn good when he was here for a season. So, oh, yeah, I him being up to ninety-six already, good it's for him. Crazy, yeah, good for him. Well, it's it is crazy. the difference between guys trying to impress in camp and guys who are ready for the long haul. It's like, the Chris Bassett thing. Yeah. yeah, like Bassett knows he's on the team. I'm, I'm sure Bassett's like, well, we'll start ramping up a little bit soon here. He's we wash his penny. He was just. Kind of just seemed like he was kind of just getting into the swing of it. But I will say this, um, little Gate 14 exclusive. Bassett said Manoa looks fucking incredible. Like he said, the way the ball's coming out of his hand, he texted that to us. He just said Manoa looks incredible. 
I texted Jano about it. Jano said he looks incredible because obviously Jano's the one catching the pens, right? And catching uh, or seeing them yeah. firsthand. CB's he, his catch partner, he said too. Yeah. He said it just it just feels different. It looks different coming out of Manoa's hand. That's obviously a positive sign. I, I texted Swanee. Swanee said he looks incredible. And speaking about the Vogelback stuff, Swanee went out of his way and texted me Vogie, exclamation marks. Who played them in Seattle, obviously, so he knows. Um it's just all vibes, all vibes club. All vibes yeah. team. I love it. And Ricky T looks awesome. Bowden looks awesome. Uh, I cannot wait. Obviously, this Saturday while we'll the first spring training game, I can't wait to just see the boys go. Just, just play baseball games, man. It's, it's. Uh, Bo it's lost some be... weight too, eh? Who? Bo. He looks skinny. Yeah, Bo does look skinny too. I Bo is obviously just. He'll always be. I'm. I'll be always excited watching that guy's at bats. He is so fucking good. Career two ninety nine hitter, which kind of breaks my heart, but um, one away from three hundred. It just. It just, yeah, I just, we're, we're here. We got fucking ball. We got ball coming up this week, man. We're finally here. No more off-season pods. We got actual baseball. We could talk about players that impressed us, all of that. So I'm looking forward to that, obviously, not a hot take, but ball is here. We are here. Yeah, finally, man. It's the dog days of the off-season, done for, actual tangible data in front of us to look at and to break down. So I'm I'm very excited for that. Thanks to everyone who stuck with it through the off season too. Yeah. Yeah. Grind. Absolute grind. Real uh, one. The, the downloads were awesome. Uh got to number one on the charts a pretty decent amount of time almost every week. And uh it was just incredible stuff. So let, let's go into the questions now from the people. Okay, I thought there was like ninety five of them, which is an insane, but we'll try and we'll do try as to many get to every possible. single one of you guys. We'll try and do as many as possible to give yeah, back. We'll try I'll do, do as the, many as possible. I'll do the Discord ones first if you want to hit on some of the uh Twitter okay. ones. And the yeah, Discord, we'll do... by the way, is in our link tree. Uh, not our link tree, sorry. Our uh, The link that we have in our bio. And, um... Yeah, and if you can't get in the Discord, just tweet at me or DM me. I'll I'll get it to you. Sometimes it doesn't work. So I'll go through the Discord ones here first. Usually uh, during the season, I will put in asking for your questions in the Discord every single time. So if you want to get them answered, that is the best way to do that every week. Who on the roster is going to have the biggest breakout? Uh, go first. Yeah, you can go first. Dalton Varsho. Yeah, you already you you presented those facts in that uh video you made. Um I, I could see that. I I'm gonna go pitcher. Uh I'm gonna go pitcher. I am drinking the Bound Francis Kool-Aid. I really am. I, I mean it's it's hard to say a guy's gonna have a breakout after having a one six ERA in his first year in the big leagues, but I'm it excited. Was, it to wasn't see over what... it wasn't over that many innings. So we, we could get yeah. like a full major league workload to uh 3-1 ERA, and I think that would be a breakout for him as well. I'm also, like, just seeing his role. I mean, what are they going to do with him? Like, long relief, like the Trevor Richards role. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with him. And if he shoves, like, fuck, man, it's hard. It's going to be hard to leave that guy out of the rotation. Maybe yeah. even go a six-man up potentially at a certain point. Kind of take the, take the wear and tear off some guy's arms. I, I don't know, but, um, yeah, I'm excited to see Bound France. I think he's going to break out in a big way this year, and he looks great so far this spring, and obviously he's gonna get a couple starts in the spring in spring training, I believe. So it's that's his time to shine, and hopefully he's not giving up home runs to Austin Wells uh, like uh, Marcus Stroman did today. Yeah. Fucking bum. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. How do we see the AL East finishing in records, or what's your playoff teams? Let's just do how we have the AL East finishing. Uh, it's hard to leave the Orioles out of that one spot, um, especially after a hundred win season, but. I don't, I'm not a stats guy. I did look up the luck factor to kind of cope. And the Orioles were like 
first in the luck factor by seven points, which is absurd. Uh, but yeah, I can. Orioles, Jays, Yankees all make the playoffs. I think. I, I don't know how that Rays team is going to be good, Avery, but they somehow might figure out a way to do it. Obviously. Yeah, that's the thing with the that's the thing with the Rays. You have no idea. They've always been deep. Always a good farm system to replace the guys who are pedophiles on their team, but. I think I might have the raise out as well because I think uh, I'll go through mine. I hate that it's going to happen. I think the Yankees win the division. I think the Jays come second, O's third, Rays, Red Sox. It's just the Rays have to replace uh, Manuel Marco, I believe it is, right, Avery? Yeah, he's got And it. Tyler Glasnow and Wander Franco. Those are three massive guys. I mean, I know Glasnow didn't throw many innings, obviously, through his entire tenure there. This is still one of the best arms in baseball when he's fully healthy you have to kind of make up for. So I know they're going to somehow figure out a way to be good, maybe. I don't know. But I, I got to agree with those standings. With you. I'd probably flip-flop uh, the Yankees and Orioles. But yeah. I don't yeah. think the Yankees team is good besides those two, but we saw how Judge can carry a team. He did it last year before he got hurt. Yeah, I think. And the year before I, he did I it. think he's just found a way to be that insane of a hitter. Yeah. Juan Soto is going to be good as well. Uh, the best away ground. This guy sounds like he's from, from Ireland or not. That's Ireland. a British way. That's a yeah, British, exactly. Uh, uh so best away park we visited. He said he's heading to Philly to watch the Jays in May. Oh, Philly's incredible, man. Enjoy that. Uh, the fans are fucking lunatics. I was there at a game and I was there. I, I've been there a pretty decent amount, obviously to go see Bryson and Schwarber. Uh, the, the fans are crazy. I, I was there when Turner or not, not when Turner was struggling. I was there when. Alec Baum made that error. It was like the first weekend of the year, obviously spring tr- uh, opening weekend. When he said and he hated were, it there. Yeah, and he just said he hates this place. You Like right when that clip dropped, the entire stadium was just like in shambles. It was incredible. I was sitting beside his family too, which is crazy. But Citizens Bank, the overlooking uh, the Philly skyline, you have the three, four stadiums there. You have that massive, unbelievable bar across the street, NBC Sports Bar, no free ads. It's incredible. Uh, enjoy Philly. That's probably, I'm going to probably say Philly or Bush Stadium was unbelievable as well. Yeah, I liked Bush a lot last year. And then PNC is obviously one yeah. that we we both say we like a lot. Starting off the year, the Jays faced the Rays, the Astros, Yankees, and Mariners. How many games below 500 is uh, the team going to be after that stretch? I think, uh, I think five, I think if they come out of that 500, I'll be happy. Because they kind of have a soft spot in their schedule after that. I uh, was going to agree with that too. If that is a win to come out five hundred, anything above five hundred there uh, is awesome, right? Like it's a hard stretch, the gauntlet for Christ's sakes. Uh, anything above that for me is like let's let's go, let's ride. I'm confident here. Yeah, and the O's have a cupcake schedule. I'm pretty sure to start. Yeah, um, really bad schedule, um, embarrassing so it'll, schedule. It'll be like the Rays last year. They just got out to a hot start. Um, as well. Okay. Who on the commentary team would be the best guy to go drinking with Joe Buck or Dan Shulman? I think Joe, I think, well, no, I'll say this because us being sports guys, Dan Shulman would be awesome. Like, See, I think the... you'd be, I think you'd be great. I'm, I'm not the biggest buck guy based on how he does on the broadcast right now in his current role. I think he'd be the best guy to have the beer with Buck Martinez too. I mean, that guy, because I think around... he had, he has stories that he doesn't tell on the broadcast all the time, that would be incredible. So for me, I'll go with Buck for me. Yeah, I could. Buck would be cool. He seems like, honestly, like, no, like I said, I'm 
indifferent on the way that he commentates games, obviously. Uh, but I do think going for beers with Buck and hearing stories about like just the old Blue Jays teams and uh, just being in the game for so long would be awesome. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of good stuff that he doesn't. We don't get out in the broadcast every time. Yeah, for sure. What does the future of the pod look like? Uh, we got a big announcement coming up, obviously, in like a month or so, uh, which will mean, obviously, we'll be able to be able, we'll have the money to be able to do more content, uh, more road trips, uh, obviously, just like go to the, like, do stuff for people as well. I have an idea in mind that I'll bring up to you after the podcast about that, but uh, obviously, kind of the same thing as last year, man, three, four live streams a week of the games with the people, uh, potentially, I want to do a Coochie Coochie Corner again, which that was awesome uh maybe it's gate 14 night at the at the park but the thing is now it's like they do sell a decent amount of tickets it's hard to coordinate that but we can coordinate a gate 14 night long in advance we don't have to worry about like when kikuchi's starting and have to set this seven days before the actual event so i i plan to do a gate 14 night we will be doing a couple bar nights we have uh some events coming up with uh some paid events coming up that will be awesome as well i think we're doing three i think we have with the the sponsor next year uh, so yeah, I, I, there's, there's tons of gate 14 stuff. This gate 14 stock's going to be up. We're going to be doing the same stuff we did last year. If not better, better content. Obviously me and Avery now are going to be able to do in-person podcasts, which is going to be awesome. Uh, we have the equipment now for that. So after a Jays game on a Sunday, just fire Alto's apartment or whatever, and just hammer out a pot on the couch. You know, like just like the, the in-person podcast are be different. because we've, we've done that once and it was awesome. It's easier. No talking over. Uh, not doing it over Zoom. I, I'm looking forward to that as well. So there's going to be tons of Gate 14 stuff coming out here uh, in, the, in the 2024 season. I think the only thing, us not it not being our full-time jobs, would be a post-game show every time. That's, if it went to be that, I think that would be the next thing up. That would be awesome for the people. So maybe we can try and find a way to do that anyways. Space type thing where that happens, a call-in show. But other than that, um seems yeah it's gonna look a lot like last year too what does justin turner have to do to produce to shut people up 120 weighted runs created plus 115 (laughs) to shut people up yeah yeah yeah, for sure that would shut people up (laughs) like what are you saying like 110 yeah yeah i think i think 110 would be great from him again i don't know who like who needs to shut up I think everyone's been kind of okay without the signing, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, there's some people that aren't happy about it. But, yeah, sure, I think yeah. Uh, 110, uh, uh, is obviously crazy. That'd be above and beyond, which I think he could still do, man. I still think he's a really good hitter. So uh, something along those lines for me would probably be like, all right, people can shut the fuck up now about this guy. But we'll see. I don't think he's going to be playing third that much. Maybe he will. But, uh, yeah, there's tons of potential there with uh, Justin Turner. And it being a one-year deal. He obviously wants to play after this year, so he's not gonna he's not gonna be like a, a bum. I'm I'm assuming. So yeah, let let let's get something out of there. One ten to one twenty range of a uh, way to runs created plus. Um, it's Kevin Biggio, just David Schneider without a mustache. We won't answer that one. Uh, is the Keegan Matheson season preview coming back this year? One of my favorite episodes of last year, hands down. For sure. Yeah, Keegan's our guy. I plan to do that one in person. Oh, nice. Yeah, like that's what I have in the plans, obviously. And Keegan will just snap over whenever. Obviously, his day. He's not the he's not a player. He doesn't have to worry about. Yeah, if he doesn't have to write. I'd love to have a couple beers at the Gate 14 house and uh, or high noons with Keegs and uh, do a season preview pod. Maybe, maybe we could even do it live over uh, 
on the Gate 14 YouTube. I don't know how to figure that out, but I'm sure we could do something along those lines. Yeah, we don't have a computer with those capabilities, probably. But I would love to have him on, too. He he yep. was good. It is nice to have someone kind of there. But that was also when we weren't there at all. He's on the inside. Knows a bunch of the good stuff. So yeah. um, we'll have him on. If the Jays do try and trade for someone, who or what type of player could you see them going after? Mine would a tough... be a third baseman. Yeah, I don't... Third baseman makes the most sense, obviously. You're, I mean, you're rolling out IKF, Turner, and uh, Escobar there. Today, taking Grail Vols at third, the big three. If I told you that last year, you would have like people would have called me an idiot. I'd be like, yeah, next year we're going to have Turner, IKF, and Eduardo Escobar battling for a spot at third base. You'd call me a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think a third baseman probably makes the most sense for a trade, depending on how the spring training goes. All right. Uh, we'll go into some of the tweets here from our friend Zoobs. Rank the non-locked-in starters for 2024. Manoa, Wyrod, Bowden, Mitch, BDR. Manoa won. I mean, the guys that came, like the guy who was a Cy Young finalist. It's hard. You can't put, you can't. I'm, Manoa, I'm there with you. Ricky T, Bowden, Yariel, Mitch. Yeah. Manoa. Big Dick Rick. Yariel, no, Bowden, Yariel, Mitch. I think that's where I'm going to land on. Yeah. I don't know what Zoob's wanting to rank them for, uh, but I think. Just like, yeah, I guess just like the best to the worst out of all those yeah, guys. There yeah. you go. Are we in the best shape of our lives as podcasters right now? That's a good question from CB. I would say yes. I did that tweet out. I feel incredible. I'm in podcasting shape, live streaming <laughs> shape where we're going to have to uh fire home from work quick and do a uh, a live stream and then go that to the gym tough after when that. We, we drive the hour home it's like okay make sure you eat and then here's three hours of baseball and then record the pod after that's yeah, the grind we're in the best podcasting shape of our life but we love uh, it yeah down the road when the jays build a new stadium should it be in the same spot or somewhere else if so where i don't think the city of toronto would let them build it in the same spot i mean that's just prime condo area right oh yeah yeah, like that's literally the heart of downtown. Uh, It'd be sick to be on the water somewhere. I've said this time and time again. A stadium near the water would be absolutely insane. Like yeah. the like, the Rogers is, is in a great spot because of how easily accessible it is um, to get there, though by transit. Yeah, but but like thinking where Budweiser stage is, right? I mean, that's right on the water. Unbelievable view in the summer. Uh, obviously the Jays would have to have a dome, which makes sense, but a dome where at some point you could at least overlook the water. That'd be, that'd be incredible, dude. Uh, unbelievable. But that, that's like a 10 to 15 years down the road type thing. And they're not going anywhere soon with all these renovations. Hashtag cup holders. Hashtag. Uh, oh, well, how'd you feel about that? So dumb. So dumb. It's I just think like, it was kind of dumb. If there was like an alternate account that could have tweeted out, there was cup holders because people, who go to the Rogers Center were happy about that and not the official account tweeted out like it was a big deal to get clowned on by everyone. It felt like it would have been nice. But they're the, they're in the social media game. The social media guys, I know a couple of them follow us. That's going to get clicks. That's going to get yeah. impressions on the tweet, and that's what your job is. So True. I'm not about it. it we're, like that. we're in the clicks business. I I just, like I said, I'm not going to get mad over the Toronto Blue Jays putting cup holders in the 100 level. I just, It's whatever. It's a, it's a, it's a low-hanging fruit chirp, obviously, but yeah. It just, it's, uh, I could, I don't know. People are just so mad about that for God knows what reason. Do we ever regret going to the Midwest to pursue our baseball dreams? 
No, this one, this podcast wouldn't, wouldn't have happened if that didn't uh, take place. I've said that time and time again. So no, if I don't, if I don't fail out of school in Kansas, I don't meet Jeremy Roach and work where I work. Exactly. In turn, start this. Who yeah. is the Jays' second best starter going to be this year? Hard to say. There's so many good ones. I. It's hard to not say Bassett. Fuck, 200 innings pitched, sub-4 ERA, or sub-3-5 ERA, I want to say. I don't know if I'm making stats up. It's between him and Barrios, right? Barrios, Bassett said again to us over text that he looks incredible as well. He went a Cy Young this year, I believe Bassett said to us. Uh, Barrios or Bassett? That, those are the two guys, but I'm going to probably sigh Bassett based off the longevity and how many innings he gives you um, okay. and how good he is, how, good of a, how much of a competitor he is. I really want to say Manoa, but I have no backing to that. Yeah. So I'm going to be a spineless coward and say uh, Barrios. Where does Justin Turner's swing rank among Blue Jays' current hitters? Pretty beautiful, man. I, one thing that pisses me off as a former hitting coach in myself, <laughs> the fact that he doesn't load his hands. I, yeah, I, I, I think the setup's kind of ugly, but the finish is great. The finish is awesome, but I know you know what I'm talking about. How yeah. he doesn't, if you looked at the videos today from him do, uh, on spring training, he doesn't load his hands. Like they just stay in one spot. He doesn't like load. That's going to, I, that's going to piss me off at a certain point this year, probably, but his, his finish is unbelievable. He's great at finishing on and off the field. A couple kids. <laughs> he's a, he's a big poster as well. I didn't know yeah. that about him. He he's loves a big poster. He loves to post. Yeah. Okay. So we did the, who will improve the most in 2024 with our breakouts. Who do you think will regress the most in 2024? Uh, I'm going to pick a position. I'm going to say the DH spot. Okay. Because Brandon Belt gave you the second best OPS in the team last year, right? Was awesome out of the, as a DH. It's pretty good yeah. defensively as well. I think the DH spot is going to regress a decent amount depending. I actually, never mind. Jenna will be there potentially a lot. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I can't really pick a guy. I think, uh, Age gets Kevin Kiermeyer this year. Okay, yeah, that's a good pick. And why Play, Jason plays, is saying the Joe's plays, plays great defense. Uh, maybe the bat doesn't do it this year. There's no reason for that. That's just a guess. Yeah, Lo- love the guy. Happy he's back. But yeah, if I had to pick one, maybe a hitter and then pitcher. Oh, I don't even know. I don't want to do the pitchers. I want them to be good. Yeah. What are our p- predictions for the most electric player on the team in 2024? It's it's an easy one one. If he breaks camp, Daniel Vogelback will be the most likely. Oh yeah, that's not even a question. No, uh, the amount of promotions they could do, uh, the amount of just unlimited content you can hammer out from Daniel Vogelback is going to be scenes. So yeah, it's Danny it's Danny Burgers if he breaks camp. If he if he doesn't break camp, uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to not say. Like you mentioned, Daniel Dalton Varsho, really good defense guy that can that. that Obviously, he can hit a decent amount of home runs like he did two years ago. He's electric when he's so when he's good, and we've got to see glimpses of it a little bit last year. But when he is buzzing, kind of a noodle alarm though. I will say that catchers throw from the outfield, which is kind of weird. But uh, yeah, Dalton Varsho for me uh, is one of those guys that's going to be electric next year. Which player from the 2023 roster will we miss the most in 2024, and which one will we miss the least? I think the least is the obvious answer. Matt Chapman watching his at bats. <laughs> that fucking sucked. 
for honestly every month besides April. Uh, he was pretty bad. I won't really miss Wit that much. Me neither. Yeah. Congrats I, on the deal, Wit, and uh, turning down the team option, even though it was mutual, yeah. and taking ten million dollars less. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just the way the way he plays, I think, is kind of great contact, but it's kind of a replaceable trait. Yeah. Matt Chapman smashing doubles in the gap for the first month isn't something you find that easily, and him being the best hitter. And the one I will miss the most is Brandon Belt's big old dick, probably. Yeah, the cock. I yeah. will miss the cock. Bon voyage. Would love to have him back as a coach. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to miss the cock. I'm, how, miss it. how important is this season for the Jays' grand scheme? Vladdy, Bo, Biggio, all nearing free agency and big names entering their last few guaranteed years in Toronto. What are our takes on the importance of this season in terms of future success or complete failure? This I think this is the most important out. one. It's a very important year. We're talking back-to-back years. You make the quote-unquote playoffs and you don't win a game. Uh, didn't lead in the game last year in the playoffs. Was trailing the entire time. This is probably the biggest the biggest season this let's do disaster scenario here we suck this year the team sucks this year and Bo Bichette gets dealt with one year left on his contract because he doesn't want to he tells the front office they don't want to resign him or he doesn't want to resign with the Blue Jays after I don't even want to think about that that's literally like the worst case scenario that would suck yeah it really would I think it's a very important year Yes, this, this in, is massive. And maybe you try and lock one of the two of them up to a long-term deal. Uh, I think Biggio is going to end up walking once he's a free agent. Yeah. Um, and he'll be a good player wherever he goes because we'll say, oh, he just couldn't really figure it out in Toronto, and then he'll be a great hitter wherever else he goes. But I think it's a crazy important season as to what they do in the future. If the team sucks out loud and you can get a huge return for Bo. That for a year and a half of service for him with another team, yeah. Well, it would be a year. It might not be the best time to deal him, uh, but for the return there, I think that would suck, man. Don't yeah. don't want to think about that, but I think that's the doomsday scenario. Who hits the first home run for the Jays this season? It's going to be a funny one. And how many pitches into the Stroman start at Yankee Stadium before they start booing him? Uh, that that game is circled on my calendar. Uh that game is could not be more circled on. He gets seventy four pitches in through four and a third, and they boo him. If the Jays beat the fucking brakes off of Marcus Stroman at opening day at Yankee Stadium, that will be my World Series for the time being, uh, for my lifetime. Uh, but yeah, I think the first home run is going to be a funny one. It's going to be okay. like Calvin Biggio. Yeah, I, I'll say Kirk gets the first home run too. Someone, someone uh, crazy. What three? Current Jays players would be your dream golf group. Obviously, Bassett, one of our good friends. Uh, Bassett, Swanee's electric too. He seems like a great guy on the golf course. I'm, I'm just saying, guys that we know, obviously. Yeah. Um, Ernie is. I golfed with him, so I've had the privilege of like seeing it. He is so fun to golf with. He's electric. Uh, just nonstop shit talk. Not really shit talking, but like he'll he'll get he'll get after you a little bit. Uh, enjoys the game a lot and uh, knows he's nasty, so he rocks too. I'd probably say if you put the guys that we know away, three guys we haven't met on the team, uh, I think Kirk would be fun. Yeah. Because he probably, he probably wouldn't be that good. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't even, I can't really pick three. We know a decent amount on that team. Kirk, maybe Timmy Mesa, you know, little you left, go. little weird lefty. And I think Romano and I'd be good on the golf course. He's a crazy person. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, are we going to do Puma's porch this year? He wants to rally behind Manoa like we did Kikuchi last year. I feel like it's different because Manoa was very good at one point. Yes. And it wasn't. Kikuchi was so bad his first stint, and it did feel like we will we willed him back a little bit. Obviously, we didn't throw the pitches for him, but there was a lot of support for Kikuchi last year. I think yeah. there's a lot of support for him again this year, but Manoa is a Cy Young votes guy. Yeah, you can't really rally behind a guy like that. It, feel, it feels a little different. Yeah. If you could put any past Blue Jay on the current 2024 team, which would it be? Josh Donaldson. Yeah, because Jay's a third baseman. JD. What do you believe is the true impact a guy like JT can have on our team? Well, one is the off the field stuff with the hitters. Uh, I don't know if you saw it today in the BP. Vladdy was watching Turner really closely when he was hitting, and turn and Vlad and in return Turner was watching Vladdy. I'm sure if Turner sees something Vladdy does that that he hates, he'll bring it up. Obviously, uh, I think he'll play a massive factor on the young guys this team has, and. He's gonna he's gonna have like he's gonna have that opportunity to a team that was very immature. We saw last year with Vladdy in the playoffs, just not going to the mound for a pitcher's meeting, which is again one of the weirdest visuals I've ever seen. A guy that kinda has a decent amount of brain farts on the base pass. Um, I think Turner will play a massive impact off the field as well as on as on the field. And this is a veteran presence that's won World Series before. Mickey Mouse World Series, though. Uh, but knows what it takes to win. And uh it's gonna I'm excited to see the impact he has on some of these young hitters for sure. And they've obviously already talked about how much of a good locker room guy he is. So uh, I'm looking forward to his off the field stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Who would be one guy on the team that if he goes down with a season ending injury would kill any hopes of being a playoff team? Boba Shet. It's probably where I'd go. The pitcher injuries would suck. I think they wouldn't, they wouldn't be crazy. They wouldn't be like this team's dead. No, I I'd agree with that. Too. Who would replace Bo? I mean, obviously Ernie, if he makes camp, if he doesn't, I don't know where Ernie's going to be, which sucks because he's our guy. But uh, yeah, I think Bo Bichette, that's like one, one for me. I don't know who would play shortstop over him. Who like Kevin, I guess. I don't think so. I I don't know, but I don't think Kevin would be playing shortstop, but I'll, that's, that's who I would have said as well. My first thought was, was Bo. What reliever will have the most games played this year? Harden Hucko Swanee again. I was just about to say. It's gonna... really, I mean, Swanee worked his dick to the nub <laughs> all year last year. It's hard, uh, it's hard to not go with Swanee. Like this guy is old reliable. He's that like he is that guy you just if you need a couple an inning, a, a zero, this is the motherfucker coming in for you. He's a bad man. Which player do we want to interview most in 2024? Uh Bo's probably up there. Calvin Biggio's up there as well. Uh, obviously, Danny Berger would be electric. But, we've been, uh, yeah, we've been lucky to get a lot of good guys, man. Yeah, like we we, really we've have. got the white whale, Kevin Gossman, man. He's the best player on the team, and we got him. He's our guy. So okay. it's hard to hard to argue. Uh, hard hard to hard to get greedy now, but yeah, Boba Shet for sure. On a scale of one to ten, how would we rank the offseason? Five. I was gonna say five as well. Yeah. It happened. It happened. Wasn't a disaster. Some people think it was, but um, the t- yeah, 
It was five. It was a normal off season. For sure. Let's do but, two more questions. I feel like people are going to hate this. Let no, us know. No, they're they like when they do this. We got we said we we're going to answer as many as possible. Okay, that's little, fine. I, I like I said, from a listening perspective, just let us know if you're still you're grinding away here. Just let us know if you like this shit. I think we should do it's family day. We love the Gate 14 family, so we'll give back and you'll we'll answer their questions. Let's go. Favorite food at the Sky Dome. We don't really I, eat there. I ever. don't eat there. I never eat there. So I'll go Looney Dogs. Maybe a pizza, Pizza Nova pizza. I um, do enjoy those. <laughs> how much leeway does the team give Kirk this year? Um, Hard to not give him a lot. Uh, really good with the glove last year. Led American League catchers in DRS, as we as we learned in the Gate 14 Awards. It's hard to, like, he has tons of it. Tons of it. Yeah, I think he... And pitchers love throwing to him because he steals so many strikes. Yeah, I think he has like, a ton ton of leeway. Yeah. It'll be... Yeah, I think he has a ton again. Should Bo be the leadoff hitter this season? No. Fuck no. You want Springer there instead, so? Or do, you some... want, or do you want Justin Turner being the leadoff guy? No, there's some, there's some options, man. I mean, 2v1, that second half. 400 on base percentage last year. Calvin Biggio in the leadoff spot. I know people are going to hate that, but the guy gets on base, and you need the guys that get on base for those top dogs. So I so I still think you give it to Springer, man. I, yeah. I still think you give it to Springer. I really do. Yeah, he, I think he has a shorter leash in the leadoff spot. Yeah, um, very short want, leash. If we want to do some leash talk. Yeah. We got a lot of excess in infielders, all the guys we know. Um, some itching to come up in our Relvis and as in Barger. If we were to trade uh for something to fill a hole, who would we be willing to give up? Pack your shit, Addison. I <laughs> I'm not really that in on Addison Barger, man. I don't know. He had, the, he had the judge. steam. He had the steam last year and then didn't do much with it during the season. It's hard to judge also, Avery. It's hard to judge uh based off how ridiculous everyone's numbers were in Buffalo. Yeah. Like it's hard to judge how good a guy is, you know. Yeah, but, there, was a, there was a lot of shenanigans going on in Buffalo. That ball was flying out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our favorite guest on the show so far. I think in terms of how much he gave us, uh, Bassett, man, he like is so well spoken. Uh, loves the boys, loves to talk to us. Like he, you could tell, like he wants to be there when we're interviewing him and talking to him. Uh, I'm going to probably say Bassett personally. Yeah, he was one of the ones where you could say five words and he would give you a five minute answer. Rip it Very off. Very complex like as well. Yeah. There's, uh, there's yeah, it's thing. Bassett. Obviously, uh, Gossman's was awesome as well. But Bassett was in terms of just how much he gave us and literally him not really giving a fuck. Honestly, I like any of the like anyone who's willing to give us their time, man. I'm, yeah, I'm happy exactly. I love I'll them never... all, obviously. But Bassett yeah. was obvious. Like Swanee was good too, by the way. Swanee was really good as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would probably say I'd probably say Bassett. We know how good Swanee is at busting balls too, and that wasn't his like peak busting balls. Uh, we can get more out of Swanee for sure. Yeah, we get <laughs> we can get more out of him. What are three things we want to do content wise? We kind of touched on that a little bit, but uh, uh, yeah, Gate 14 night would be sick. Uh, I'm in talks with Swanee about potentially, uh, not to give it away, but like a gate 14 giveaway where if you buy an Eric Swanson, like a gate 14, Eric Swanson shirt, uh, you can get BP passes on the field with like you and a friend or something like that to come with the gate 14 boys in the field. Uh, but yeah, there's tons of stuff we have 
uh, in motion, like something like that, where it's a giveaway where if someone gets to experience something they might never ha- never experience in their life. Um, but yeah, and I, I think, like I think be- the best gate 14 content things are things that we come up with ran nothing we do or a lot of the stuff we do is not planned until one of us come up with it. And then it just gets put in motion. I hate to say this, but we, we have to do a full uni game again. Like, no, we have to do a full uniform, to do it. full uniform game on the road has to happen. It's okay. not, it's not as funny at home anymore. I don't because think, but the, I, yeah. I think if we do full uniform game on the road, it it would be would be funny one. seeing maybe even Alto and Curtis in full uniform. That'd be <laughs> hilarious too. And whoever whoever's behind the camera also in full. I think yes. that would be very yes. very funny. People would hate us, but yes, that would be funny. <laughs> uh, the probability that the Jays will sign a Boris client before the season starts zero percent, maybe ten percent. I'd go about ten percent as well. Best section area at the Rogers Center to watch a game. I will die on this hill. Alto has the season tickets there. The 200 level right below the Bacardi Lounge where you overlook the Roger, like you overlook the Sky Dome. I think the 200 level is the best seats in the house. You're not too low, right? You're not too low and you're not too high. You're just right in the middle there overlooking the field. I fucking love the 200 level. I, I will die on that hill. The 200 level seats are the best seats at the Rogers Center easily. Oh, yeah, just get me behind the plate. I don't care. And if it's a day game, get me on the third base side. I do not want to be sitting in the sun. Oh, my God. I'm not it, looking forward to that shit, bro. I did not. When it bakes. How many home runs do we think IKF hits this year? Ten. Oh, that'd be good. I like that. How many did you hit last Is that crazy? Year? Anything can happen, man. Let's see how many he hit last year. I was going to say his jersey number. He was going to hit seven. Okay. That's fine. I'd be fine with that too. I think ten, seven to ten would be a reasonable so number. So he went eight in twenty twenty one, four in twenty twenty two, and six. He was on a good pace to hit a bunch last year. Yeah, he didn't didn't pay, or sorry, didn't play um, that often. If we had to have the same baseball career as one current Blue Jay, who would it be? Oh. Uh... I would say I don't think that I think the top prospect one's the easy answer. Like a Vladdy where you just come up raking like your entire career, like Boba Shett did as well. Yeah. I'd probably say a guy that kind of I love the I'm fascinated by the Alejandro Kirk career. Okay. Obviously, I, what like the scouts went to go watch someone that wasn't him, saw that he raked, signed him for I think 20 grand, came up through the system, kind of started becoming a big prospect for the Jays. Pretty hyped debut, if I believe correctly. Obviously, his size plays a factor in that, but <laughs> I would probably say I'd probably say Alejandro Kirk. I love that career path. I love the coming from nothing to becoming a Silver Slugger All Star. Yeah, I'll go Ernie or Bowden. The winning national championship in college, I think, would be the coolest shit ever. If you yeah. haven't won a World Series yet, um, yeah. So doing that, do either of us think we could take? Yariel Rodriguez in a staring competition because his eyes are. <laughs> he is a scary. He is a scary lad. That is not a guy you want to run into at the end of the night. He is a scary dude, and the veneers I think play a factor in that because he never closes his mouth. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I think Yariel is a scary, scary man. I think like if I'm a hitter, that guy, you don't know what the fuck that guy's thinking. No idea. 
Okay, looking ahead to the schedule, what is one series that you think would be the best to go to this season? I think there is an early one, and it's the Dodgers at home would be my answer. I'm excited for the Yankees to come to the Rogers Center again. Ugh, I think we said this. I said this last year. I hate watching the Yankees play at the Rogers Center because there's like actually it. a decent amount of Yankees fans that well, show yeah, up. You got, you got uh, Joey from Toronto, uh, who's a Yankee fan for some reason, uh, going to the game with his family. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking... I like the National League games. I I love them. I love the National League games. I believe Musgrove is here in September, maybe, I think. No, I'm not sure, they came last year. Okay. So, okay, the Jays go there next year. I'm looking forward to seeing NL teams that we haven't seen before. Any certain one, you know, that are coming that you want to see? I think the Dodgers are probably 1A. One, one trying to think who else. The Phillies come in September, sorry. It's the Phillies that come here. The Phillies always come, though. They yeah. always split. Yeah. Okay. Do we see any extensions for any players happening this season? No. That's not really the Jays thing, right? I don't think no, the Jays think, have extensions. I think Jano guys. might get one. Jano? That's, That's right. fair. That's right. I'd hope so. Yeah. Jano. Jano would probably be the only candidate uh, I would think of. Uh... Blue Jays joint rotation. We we do that one all the time. We won't do that. Uh, rank our bullpen options of who you'd want pitching in a high leverage situation. Uh, Romano. Romano, Swanee. What the fuck is going on here? Romano, Sw- Romano, Swanee. Um... Mesa, obviously, it's hard to ignore what the what Mesa did last year and the year before. He was good both times. Yeah, Romano, Swanee, Mesa. Who am I missing? Like Chad Green, Jimmy, Chad Green, Trevor Jimmy's Richards. The totem pole. Jimmy's the bottom of the totem pole right now. After last year, he was so bad last year. So bad. Jimmy was terrible last year, man. That's not even talked about enough because the bullpen was so good. We didn't really need Jimmy, but he was terrible last year. Agree with that. I mean, it does. Nothing's really changed from last year. When is the Gate 14 community baseball game? I think that is a good content idea, to be honest. Like, uh, even if it's a charity thing, I think if we could do a community baseball game, I think that would be good at some point. Yeah, I can get behind that. That would be so sick. Yeah, probably a slow pitch game. I don't think we'd strap it up and have guys throwing. Um. Okay, the opening day Jays lineup. We won't do that one. We'll save that for closer to the season. Uh, yeah, season there's preview, a lot of... hopefully next week, maybe, before we go to spring. Or do you want to do that in person? No, we'll do that like right before the season starts. Okay. As it stands today, how many wins for this group? I'm going to say 90 to 95. Something like that. Give an exact number. 93. Nice. I like that. 91 for, for Avery. Any worries of Barrios having a repeat of the 2022 season? Not based off of what we've been hearing. Like, everyone has said how good he looks. He was... He's had one bad year his entire career, 2022. The rest of the... He's been a very serviceable, very good pitcher in baseball. And last year, he was incredible. So, yeah. I I, I don't think there's going to be any regression for Barrios. If if a little maybe, but it's he's he's a good he has nasty stuff, Avery. We were at that game where he struck out thirteen Phillies in twenty twenty two. Like he was also really good last year. So I think a couple jock nights, both jock nights he started. He was really good both those starts. So 
I, I, he's probably like about the close to the bottom of the list, if not maybe the middle for guys that I think would be regressing on this pitching staff. Yeah, I'm not too worried because Pete kind of said that last year he sat down and figured out what he wanted to change, and that tangible change made him a really good player last year. So yeah. I'm not worried. I think, yeah, I am not worried. Is Bowden Francis more ready than Ricky Tiedemann? I think yes. so. I think so. More sure. innings? I mean, yeah. Ricky Tiedemann throwing 62 innings last year, including – Ball ball is crazy. Yeah, it's it is not a lot of innings. Uh, what can baseball or major league baseball do to grow and get more fans? That's like they they did. Like I said, I don't understand the raw Manfred hate as well. He made a massive, drastic change that made the games more easy to watch with the pitch clock. Everyone was complaining about all oh, the pitch clock is going to be like what happened to the World Series if it gets a violation? How's it happened? Hasn't happened in crucial moments that were like obviously massive crucial moments. I, I don't know what else you could do, to be honest. They've marketed their players. The social media is doing a good job uh, besides the fact they've just really been posting Dodgers propaganda this entire time. But that's what you kind of do. You cater to the biggest audience you could have, which is the Japanese with Otani and Yamamoto. So yeah, I, I don't know what else you could do to the game. Steroids. Steroids. One player in the team is allowed to do steroids yeah. on, on each team. Yeah. Uh, or teams have to fight once a year against like another that. team. When does the new merch come out? We're working on that. We got the prototypes coming in, I believe, this week or next. We'll be wearing them for spring training, giving them to a couple of players. Hopefully that works out well. Aiming for April, maybe? Middle April? Something like that? Hopefully opening day we can have the stuff come out. Yeah. Best way to get over heartbreak. Focus on yourself, King. Focus on yourself with the boys, uh, with your friends. Because, listen, man. Pick up a hobby. Pick up a hobby. Women come and go, brother. Women come and go. If you have a really good support cast, you have a really good friend group, uh, it'll be easier for you to get over it. Obviously, they're not dating you, but they do help you get through it. And and obviously, not isol- not self-isolating yourself. Self-isolating yourself is probably like the worst thing you could do in terms of that. So going out, being uh, social, uh, hanging out with people, ha- seeing your friends, doing stuff on weekends or whatever it is, whenever you have off days, that's probably the biggest thing. And just obviously, finding a hobby is a big one as well. Yeah. Um, best aura among Blue Jays players. Bo, Bo, probably for me. Uh, I would probably say, although we chirp him a lot, is Vladdy's aura is sick. It is, it is. Like but the, he he makes he makes some bonehead mistakes sometimes. Yeah, which kind of deteriorates the aura. Ah, yeah. uh, it's hard to ignore Romano's aura. The guy's just the greasiest human being never walked the planet. Looks like he doesn't shower. Uh. It's hard to ignore the Romano aura, man. I like it's that. hard. That's a pretty good answer, actually. Yeah. Who's the 2024 version of Mason McCuck going to be in terms of a random waiver pickup halfway through the season who plays five games and vanishes? I don't even know how you can answer that. I don't even Yeah, think... I don't know. Just pick a random player. I'll go Kevin uh, Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman's one. That's an interesting name. Uh, let's bring Luplo back. Yeah. The yeah. Let's get let's get our guy Loops back in the mix. Oh, I like. Congrats that. on the big league deal with the Braves, by the way, or a minor league deal worth one point three million dollars to potentially just play in the minors all year. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that ten times out of ten loops. And uh, since the cock is gone, are we going with the rooster for Turner? Or does it have to be genitalia based? It has to be genitalia based. It, it comes natural. It, we, like it, the cock. Yeah, it comes natural. The cock was just a natural. We saw the picture of him in Pittsburgh, the infamous picture of his meat. 
yeah, it's it's gonna be well, this year. We'll be coming up with nicknames. Obviously, it'll be that, that's just what we do. But uh, it's it's hard to plan it. We don't plan these nicknames. It just kind of comes to us. So I, I don't know who I would say. And our last one here got through most of them. There's a bunch of repeat ones. So if I didn't get yours, sorry. When will Ricky Tiedemann start for the Toronto Blue Jays? Okay, let's set an over under, or before or after. Before or after the All Star break, Abe. After September call up, probably. I think the team stays decently healthy. Yeah, knock on wood. I, I would probably say, yeah. I'd probably, I'd obviously after. I mean, every, things would have to go terrible for this staff for Ricky Tiedemann to start before the All Star break. Yeah, actually, I wonder what they're going to do with his innings if it's front loaded or back loaded. Um, I think they'd probably back back load it for, to have him available if they needed him. So maybe they'll limit them early. I'll go. I'll go after the All Star break. Yeah, after the All-Star break, which that start's going to rock. I cannot wait for that start. All right, that's all we got. All right, uh, listen, we're almost going to be at spring training, the Gate 14 boys. Uh, March 1st to 6th, we'll be there. Tons of content ideas we have in mind. Um, I'm excited for it. We got baseball this week, five days away, or four, right? Because today's Monday, I keep forgetting. We're four days away from Toronto Blue Jays baseball. Uh, Saturday, or I think it's Orioles Blue Jays spring training. Whoever wins that's winning the AL East. That's, what, that's <laughs> I thought, I thought they played the Phillies this week. Oh, fuck. It is the Phillies. Okay. But yeah, um, looking forward to it. We are here. We're almost at two podcast episodes a week coming awfully close, folks. So buckle in. Uh, let's have ourselves a last week without baseball. Let's enjoy it. And uh, hopefully we come at you with another podcast later this week because something crucial happens to this Toronto Blue Jays team that's ta- that's uh, worth talking about. But other than that, though, let's get ourselves let's get to 5K on YouTube before the next episode. We're 20 away. I think that'll be fairly easy to hit. But uh, love you guys, man. We're all the road to 5K and the road to 10. And there's a, there's a little prospect video for you prospect huggers out there on the yep. YouTube if you want that. There you go. All right. Love you guys. Gate 14 forever. Let's have ourselves a short week here, and let's get right into fucking baseball, folks.